Welcome to the On The Edge Podcast with your host, Scott Groves. And so let's just go straight into it, right? Because I, I, I remember how much time it wrote me to write a book on a subject matter that I was very familiar with, very passionate about, very focused on. How in God's green earth do you write 20 or 30 books that are going to be released this year? Can, can you just tell us why the process? Are these like three-page pamphlets? Or are these like novels? What, what is going on in your life? <laughs> Most of them are novels um, between 40 and 80,000 words. And uh, the nonfiction series, those aren't done yet. They're currently all sitting around 20,000, but the, that series, I can do nonfiction a lot faster. So those will come out, who knows? I'm trying to do them like two weeks apart, but those I'd say will probably be about 30 to 40. We'll say 30,000 words. They're all about editing. And then I have a business series that's a, the first book will be coming out this year. That one will be about 60,000. So no, they're not short. <laughs> yeah, and for your your average reader who d doesn't know this space or doesn't know word count, you know, most business books, you know, real famous ones like The Go-Giver, The One Minute Manager, Who Moved My Cheese, there's somewhere between 10 and 15,000 words. More in-depth business books will be 25 to 35,000 words. The, the final Harry Potter move, uh, uh, Harry Potter books are probably 50 to 60,000 words. So when you talk about, you know, 20 novels, 40,000 to 80,000 words each, that is an insane undertaking. And have these all been in your mind for a decade and you're just finally getting them down on paper? Or are these new thoughts and new series? It's a mix of both. The nonfiction stuff, like my editing books, those are because they need to fill a need. I have an editing business. So um, a lot of them are like compilations of questions I get all the time that I want to put somewhere for people to read, hopefully, and make my life easier. And then also just to help authors out and kind of see where um, they can make improvements in their writing. Uh, the business book, Living an Unedited Life, that's kind of my journey and the vulnerability. Actually, if you remember when you and I were on stage together for self-publishing school, um, everybody was just really um, appreciative of how blunt we were <laughs> and about just, you know, the shitty side of running a business. And um, I get emails several times a week about like, oh, wow, you're going through all these health problems. Oh my gosh, you have cancer. Oh my gosh, you had a stroke. Like you've done all these things. You're burning out. You neglect your daughter. Tell me more. And there we go. So I put together actually a book of like what it really took to build that business and how I, other people can avoid going that route. The fiction side of things, uh, yeah, it's a mix. Some of them I've had for a long time. The Mythic Freak Chronicles is like a supernatural circus series where everybody's descended from different types of gods. And then the rest of them, they just kind of come to me. I have a big imagination. <laughs> so that's how, oh, and I've co-authored several with my daughter who has. Yeah, you, you and I have had a long conversation about this and I'm gonna get, if, if, this, if this podcast ever gets popular, I'm sure this will be a trigger point for lots of hate mail and negative comments. But I was joking with you. I was like, hey, it's cool, man. Be gay, be straight be whatever you want to be, but at some point, you bisexuals are just selfish. Like, get down off the fence, pick one. Like, <laughs> like you're taking you're taking a pool of the good-looking women out of the dating pool. You're taking a pool of the good-looking men out of the dating pool. You're really screw like you're really screwing up the averages. So, um, I just I just want to say that I don't even have a comment or a question there. I just want to say that that cat is selfish for being bisexual and taking people out yeah. of both dating pools. 
And on top of that, I'm actually so selfish because I'm polyamorous too. <laughs> so well, I don't even know what that means. I'm more than one person. I'm just some weird straight guy um, in the suburb. I'm just some weird straight guy in the suburb. I don't even know what polyamorous means. So explain. How do you not know what polyamorous means? Okay. Jeez. All right. Ready for your lesson. So polygamy is when you're married to more than one person at a time. Polyamory is when you get involved with more than one person at a time. So like I have a boyfriend and I, I'd say some of the lingo in the poly community, because it basically means loving multiple people, but some of the lingo in the poly community is you have your primary partner and some people have secondary partners. I don't necessarily believe in ranking your partners, but I mean, we do whatever we want. I am, I'd say he's probably, if I'm going to use that terminology, he's my primary partner, but I mean... I'm open to other boyfriends or girlfriends. So, and so is he, and we don't impede on others' relationships with other people. Uh, some people just do open relationships where they just have sex with other people. Um, other people prefer actual connections. Like I prefer real relationships with multiple people. Um, I'm just so busy that it's hard. It's really hard to maintain multiple relationships. I'm currently, I, I mean, I currently have four partners and they're all being neglected because <laughs> I work so much. And even without my daughter here, when my daughter is here, you know, it's even harder. And like a lot of them have kids and they understand it's just easier in the poly community because if I meet someone who already has a partner, I don't have to try to be everything for them. So if they already have a girlfriend or a wife that they spend most of their time with, they're not going to get butt hurt when I don't text them all the time. Cause I'm really bad about that. <laughs> Pretty much all my relationships have ended because I didn't give them enough attention because I'm bad about that. But, yeah, I, I don't yeah. even understand. Forget about any moral judgment or um, forget about any of that, which, you know, there's probably some relevant conversation there. I'm just thinking I can barely, barely keep my wife happy with as much as we work. If I had some side piece or some, other, even if she was accepting of it, if I had some other girl or guy who I was responsible for like some level of emotional well-being, it would be a mess. Like I, there's just not enough hours in the day. So it's like, I, I again, I'm not making any judgment here other than the fact that I'm judging how is that even logistically possible? <laughs> it sounds like so much logistically. work. <laughs> logistically, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. And most of my other partners are not getting the attention that I know they want. I, one of the reasons I don't like hippies <laughs> is actually, and again, if there's any hippies listening to this, sorry, hopefully you're a nice person. Yeah. My, but, my uh, audience is probably, is, my audience is probably not going to be the hippies. Um, we talk a no, lot about libertarianism and uh, yeah, I highly doubt my core audience is hippies. So I think you're safe insulting them on our podcast. Yeah. But yeah, the, they, they, the hippie community, like in my traveling and stuff, I remember thinking, cause I came from a religious environment where it was like, judge, 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 judge. I have to be better. I have to be better. And then into the, like the hippie environment that I realized was just as bad. And cause we called it yogier than now. So they're like, well, I think you need to check your ego right now because like your karma and blah, blah, blah. And I think you need this crystal on your throat chakra to help you heal this part of your soul because the, obviously your vibration is low. And like, I dealt with that for over a decade and it just got to me so much. So in the spiritual community, they have been the most hateful toward me. So a lot of the people I deleted recently that were being the most hateful and attacking me 
were my real life friends from my traveling days. So the people from the Renaissance Fair and the circus and the train hoppers that I used to really connect with that I, some of these people were at my wedding. They attended the birth of my child. Like they, these were very close people and they all hate me now because I'm entitled now, or I sold out, or I said something they don't agree with. Like it's, but it's different. Everyone is pissed off about something different now. I mean, let's be honest, liberals are mostly the most upset with me right now, but I mean, you know, a lot of conservatives too, but liberals really don't like me at this time. Cause again, I piss off liberals and conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Try, try being a libertarian. It's, uh, it's, Leading up to the election, all all of my conservative friends were like, you're a fucking sellout. Libertarians are closer to conservatives than they are to liberals. So if you vote for the libertarian candidate, that's really a vote for Biden. And I'm like, no, you see, logistically, my vote is my vote. I'm not voting against somebody as much as I'm voting for somebody. And then all my liberal friends were like, yeah. oh, so you love Trump? I'm like, no, no, I don't like Trump. As a matter of fact, I'm not voting for him specifically because I don't like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you're not voting for Biden, so you're a piece of shit because you're voting for the opposition. I'm like, no, no, we can just go back to language, and the person I'm voting for is the person I'm voting for. I know this is a new concept, voting your morals instead of, like, voting against the evil orange man or the evil old man. And so, yeah, I, I feel you because I, I was getting DMs all the time and public comments basically telling me what a piece of shit I, wasn't, I was for not voting for their guy, even though I wasn't voting yep. against their guy. I was just voting for my girl because I, I just thought the woman running for the libertarian candidate more closely aligned with my views. Yeah. And why is that such a controversial topic? Jorgensen was a badass. That would have been so great. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally agreed. Well, there we Agreed. go. So I, that would have been badass. I'm glad, I'm glad it only took us an hour and 45 minutes to get to the fact that you and I are both hated by both sides of the political spectrum. That's awesome. Just another thing we have in common. <laughs> yep, yep. It's definitely, the struggle is real. <laughs> and they don't hesitate to fill my inbox. Or the best is when I get like death threats or, because um, my daughter and I both got COVID-19 twice. And so like getting all the inbox messages of how like they wish we died from it i'm a terrible influence on my child i just like people are so mean on the internet and honestly like my family <laughs> they're just as mean not on the internet so it's it's been an interesting adventure of like okay brush it off i'm gonna keep going oh i'm down okay get up i'm gonna keep going and I, that's just kind of my life get up and keep going Ignore everyone as best you can. Do your thing. I love it. I think I think that's the way to end the podcast, man, with some sage wisdom from Cat Wanders. <laughs> so <laughs> What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure Chris gets all the um, links and pen names and all the stuff that you're comfortable sharing publicly. And by the way, if you have turned into a fan of Cat, um, if, you've, if you've turned into a big fan of Cat, you can do some internet sleuthing and see all the stuff that we weren't willing to talk about and all the pen names that she writes stuff under that you can't find easily on Amazon. And that'll be an interesting thought experiment for some people that fell in love with you during this, you know, couple hours. Um, I always like to ask this last question of, you know, what did I forget to ask, right? What, what's the question that you wish? Because I know you do a lot of these podcasts, you speak on stage, you're pretty public on social media with your persona. What's the question you wish people would ask you or that I forgot to ask? Oh, no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> hmm. Um, I 
would say as far as how can others make sure <laughs> that like they're doing what they really want to this because that's something that <sighs> the business world's hard and like what I did is like people say I'm an anomaly like one of my interviews with Chandler is he was using my testimonial to plug something he was doing and he said results aren't typical just so you know cat's amazing I'm like you know <laughs> I I have always been one of those people who sets out and does what I set out to do. I call them, that's why I like unicorns so much. It's rare that people do that. So I'd say like what other people can actually take from my journey is that I have worked myself into the ground to do this. So it's not all bells and whistles. Like all these people who hate me now because I'm so in so-called entitled and everything's great. I mean, it's not. Like my life is just as screwed up as yours is. Whoever is listening to this, if you think you're screwed up, I can guarantee you I'm just as screwed up, if not more so. So just, it's different for everyone. Like if you're listening to something like this, you're probably a little more inclined to realize that there's just a ton of information out there and you have to choose what you fill your head with. And you can also take away certain amounts of things from lots of different sources. Like I went on all these online courses and all sorts of stuff and tried to take it all in and yeah it's all useful but that doesn't mean you should be doing it all so try not to do too much is really that's like the best advice I can give and that's what yeah if you were to ask me what advice would you give to someone that to not end up this way but also to end up doing all the cool stuff you did too I did all that stuff because I wanted to and I went out and did it and I wouldn't take no for an answer and I made a lot of sacrifices it's just important not to take on too much because I still do it. I love it. 